This is Poppy Crap, episode Welcome to episode 161 of Pop and Crap. I'm Paul French and I am still awake. And I hope that uh, that the same can be said for everybody else on the show. But uh, what I want to tell you about here is uh, our show, uh, Pop and Crap, um, where you can get the latest in Pop and Crap news and reviews. We have reviews of all your favorite TV shows, movies, music, and books too. Join our fun world of pop culture with single episode downloads that make staying informed a breeze. I've been playing around with a, with um, a, an AI program. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> just, just wait. They get better. Um, imagine this. From sharing a, a hot take on Empire to discussing the latest feelings on Stranger Things, everything is seamlessly pre-recorded, edited, and published. Edited? the fuck uh and published into a new podcast for you to keep up with sound crazy not for us it's a crowded world out there people one in which unavoidable scrolling has never been more dangerous but no worries with pop and crap whether you're hanging out in your private cool grotto or on the escalator to hell tune in and get fresh updates that make staying informed super simple <laughs> I'm, I'm scott and i've never been more confused in my life i know right <laughs> what what are you telling me what's happening I did just this this uh, this AI writing program. You feed it. So what I fed it was uh, was the website name was Pop and Crap. The website the about the website was podcast about pop culture with reviews of movie, TV, uh, movies, TV, music, and books. And it wrote the rest. Oh, I thought you were saying that you used AI to actually like like go through all their recordings and pull out individual bits and it was now oh. like some kind of giant searchable mega database of oh my god that would be so cool oh dare to dream <laughs> <laughs> i'm scott i'm here and i'm disappointed by ai and it's not often i say that because usually i'm terrified by it yeah well there you go there you go now now it just it makes right. you a little bit sad it ain't right ah, and i gotta say among other things i'm also here on the day that Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness came out on Disney Plus, and I'm sitting here having this conversation instead of watching a a, a wizard in a in a cape do oh, whatever. Oh, sir! But by do. this point, by this point, it's been out there. It's been on for a week. I mean, so I don't know what you were doing the other seven days. Um, well, tomorrow it's going to happen, but well, tonight I mean, was like, oh. but that first week that it was on there because this is a week after that. Uh, that first week, though, that must have been rough for you to. Uh... Uh, yes, but I am. I'm a voice from the past, so. No, I am. I am, I am here on the day it was released. I mean, why me? But wait, but it's in the other room. But uh, we could. Uh, but we could. What? Okay, never mind. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I say, hey, it, it's great except for all that Doctor Strange shit. Um, how are you doing? How'd you survive a little, little, uh, little taste of summer blowing through today? That's a beautiful thing. Second official day of summer, and it came back with a vengeance. And you know what? I didn't have to shovel a damn thing off my driveway. 
I am all for it. I approve of our uh, our weather overlords, um, and uh, I, for one, am uh, very pleased by them. And, See, I'm, uh, I, I am I am I am not a fan of days where you cannot go outside. Mm. Nope, hard pass. Yeah, uh, I went. Our I went two p.m. this afternoon. The humidex it was feels like forty five, and that is not normal. Yeah, but it is not 45 below or 20 below or anything below. So again, I, yeah, I, 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 I am such a disliker of winter that I refuse to complain about summer because, again. Oh, I'm, have, I'm the opposite. You have to shovel as it As soon as it clears 40, uh, you know, summer can suck it. Uh, yeah, mm. I mean, obviously the shoulder seasons are a lot better for that. Um, but uh but yeah, in comparison for winter, I, I just can't. Um, I, I just can't do winter. And uh, and so, uh, so yeah, I'm all for it. I went out to the comic book store today on my lunch break. It was a beautiful thing. What'd you get? Got me some comic books is what I got. I got, uh, I'm, I've decided I'm in on this uh, dark crisis that DC is putting out. And uh, so um, when, when, I said to, when I said to them, all right, add the dark crisis book. And they're like, do you want the tie-ins? And I thought oh, for a minute and it's like, okay, are we talking red sky tie-ins? You know, where it's like, oh, look over there, a red sky. And that's the extent of the crossover. <laughs> but he assured me it was it was like just going to be the stuff that was uh, uh, directly related to the story. And so far with the two I picked up today, he was absolutely right. And uh, so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I decided in for a penny, in for a pound, and uh, and I will uh, I will check out this series, and uh, we're one issue in, and and a couple of crossovers, one of which was an issue of Flash, and the other was a special Young Justice miniseries that ties in completely to it, and uh, and both were great, so and uh, and the first issue which i read a couple of weeks ago but reread again uh today was 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 great i enjoyed it and uh what is the uh, the premise of is it dark crisis yeah the uh the yeah. basically you know and what's interesting is they've actually tied it into like a a thing that happened uh in in swamp thing back in the day so there's kind of the meta level of it right where that's that's kind of around when comics started getting darker you know like you had the swamp thing stuff uh so you're you're talking uh mature readers and and darker concepts and then you you get into uh dark knight returns and watchmen and all that and that was kind of that that turning point for comics Mm -hmm. and uh and so they they've they've actually worked that into this which i find very interesting you know the meta level of it i always enjoy that kind of stuff too but uh but basically in story it is the uh the justice league is dead and um or so we're led to believe and uh they are um and basically you know the world is kind of left unprotected except for all of the others but all of the others aren't the damn justice league and so um, there they is, are problematic uh, that way. Yeah, there is a um, an increase in in other villains uh, uh, trying to uh, basically assert their power, and uh, and that's kind of where we find ourselves at the end of the first issue. And, hmm. uh, yeah, it's been fun. I, I, I've, I've got to say, I've, I've kind of enjoyed it. It's like plays with some of the legacy characters, like, uh, you know, Superman's son, who is the new Superman. 
and um, um, as he tries to create a, as he tries to form a new, a new Justice League with mixed results, and uh, yeah, so we'll see where it goes. Hmm. Cool. Yeah, I am. Uh, I am heading to the comic shop tomorrow. Actually, there you go. Oh, I'm sorry. Do we not have a plug for the comic shop? I, I'm. Uh, I'm, After we I'm spent actually... half last week's episode talking about them, I thought we should. Uh... <laughs> I am. I'm heading to Heroes World, uh, home of Ms. Marvel. There you go. And there uh, you go. Yeah, it. Uh, uh, I just, you know, there'll be a few books in my bin. Nice. And uh, picking up some hockey cards for my nephews. There you go. And got it. Got it. Need it. Need it. Go. Yeah. 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 I'm getting them all worked up on that front. Nice. So yeah. Yeah, it'll be good times. Hey, Paul, what you been watching? Oh, I've been watching all very little actually. Um, I've just been busy, and uh, um, there's been a lot of band stuff going on, and uh, just between uh, work and everything, I really, I've, I've basically watched for the most part Seth Meyers, and that's been about <laughs> it. However, comma, um, I did discover last night on the Disney Plus. Um, I'm just trying to scroll around to my notes here. All right. Um, is uh, a show that I'd started watching earlier this season, um, that lasted like maybe five episodes on ABC before they sent it off pack into Hulu and, uh, and that's uh, promised land and, um, about a, um, uh, a, uh, family, a, a Hispanic owned, uh, winery in uh, Sonoma Valley and uh, the, the goings on of the family uh, that is part of that. Um, and um, um, well, see, cause you haven't watched uh, Scandal, so you, you, um, you won't get the, the reference, but Melly Grant, the uh, um, former president's wife, uh, it, she plays the winery owners, uh, ex-wife and um and you know mother of three of his children and uh there's a whole lot of sort of family drama where it's like oh the estranged son and the um and he's working with the mom to take the winery away from the father and blah 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 um and the uh ceo of the winery is is the daughter and she is played uh by the actress who was um uh the secretary of john in a million little things in the first season oh yes yes yeah so she's in it and um and, you know assorted other people and um anyway so it only did the five episodes and that was it and so i discovered that they have the rest of them um there's there was only 10 and so i'm on episode eight i uh i watched a couple of them last night and um you know, I had to uh, want to charge up my watch before I went to bed and I realized I'd left it late and uh, thought, well, I'll watch just one episode. And I and I watched three, <laughs> In, including the fifth episode, just to kind of reorient myself. And um, so, yeah, so uh, so uh, I'll work my way through that, you know, not quite as fast as I made my way through two seasons of uh, of October Road, but uh, you know, we, we do what we can. 
And uh, Disney Plus seems to be uh, scratching a lot, a lot of those itches for sort of long lost uh, series that I never got around to watching, um, you know, like uh, like where I didn't watch all of it, like The Mick or uh, or Octo- well, October Road, I did watch all of them, but it's been long enough that I'd forgotten and uh, they could still surprise me. And so uh, so I'm, I'm digging the uh, the stars add on for uh, for Disney Plus for for all those reasons. And so uh, that's basically what I've been watching. How about you, Scott? What it's have you been watching? Sorry. Pretty great. That stars package is uh, it's pretty fantastic best. addition. Yeah. It, it's, it's impressive the way that they have very quickly gone from being, oh, you know, it's Disney. Yeah. To it's Disney plus all these other things. And they've really they've built themselves into a Netflix Netflix level competitor very quickly. Absolutely. And, and you know, we're lucky because uh, it's one of those rare situations where we actually got there first. And, uh, it, you know, it took a bit longer for it to get there in the US because there it was like the, oh, but what will we do about the content when someone says, damn it, instead of darn it. And, um, yeah, you know, the um, Puritanical States of America. Um, that's what PSA means, you know. <laughs> Um, but but yeah, it's great that they they have done exactly that. Like and it, and it is it is there's a lot of recent fairly recent content that they've picked up, and um, I haven't checked yet. If uh, um, Jan asked me to check, and I will after we're done uh, to check and see if uh, Only Murders in the Building uh, season two is up there yet. And uh, I, I expect it won't be there until this, until the season has its run and then it'll come up, but I may be proven wrong and I would be delighted to be proven wrong because I can't wait to watch that show again. How about you, sir? What have you been watching? Uh, other things I've been watching. Uh, let's see. Um, last night, accidentally tripped across the uh, John Stewart Mark Twain prize. Thing. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, he won the uh, the Mark Twain Award Prize, whatever the hell it is. Um, yeah. yeah, the Mark Twain Comedy Award. Yeah, fantastic ceremony. Um, I mean, it was a kind of a who's who of years of the Daily Show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chappelle was the the first comic came out on stage. Springsteen performed again. I'm pretty sure Springsteen performed the night that he did his last episode. Yeah, he did. Show. Yeah, they did yeah. Born to Run and um, something off the rising. Yeah, so he did. He did Born to Run again himself, just uh, himself, guitar, yep. middle of yep. stage, really good. Um, it, it was just it was great. It was really funny. Um, I the thing I was saying to Sarah was that you know I see him and you see some of these old clips and it makes you really miss that. Those early days of that show where they were just on fire, mm-hmm. and you know, you think about all the the, the t- different times that there were elections, the different times that they did indecision. Yeah, <laughs> how funny those were! Um, God, you miss him. It was really sad that he left when he did. You know, I understand why and respect him for it, but yeah, God, it was our loss. Um, I enjoy Trevor Noah's show. I, I like what he's done with the program, but. Um, you know, it's just there's no denying that John Stewart really had it figured out, and you know, uh, had assembled one hell of a team. 
100%, um, but you can also see where where it, it started to get creaky, right? And mm-hmm. uh, if you watch his new show, this um, The Problem with Jon Stewart, Mm-hmm. or whatever whatever it's called the one on on app on on apple like i was all over that right from the beginning and fell off very quickly because it's terrible ah uh, that's too it's bad sarah awful. likes it she has said have you seen him i said like i just i can't wait to see what he does next she's like well have you seen the show that he's actually doing i was like no not really but i that's a good it's point what, so what i necessarily want from him but well and it is it is kind of deeper dives for sure um it is um wildly well, it feels like he's kind of doing his version of a last week tonight kind of thing where he gets to focus on an issue it's yeah part of a, you know, story it, it, of the week or it is 100 percent not that like uh yeah that's the problem um yeah so what it says to me is basically it's like yes we missed his voice but maybe his voice just wasn't up to it anymore. Mm. And I, and I get the impression that that was the reason for a lot of that. Mm. So that thing that we hope for that, that, Oh, can you imagine if we'd had that all the way through the Trump Trump years? I don't think he was up to it. I think he was just like, Oh, I'm fucking burned out. <laughs> well, I mean, you can't blame him when he spends no. that much time staring directly into the abyss. Seventeen years he did that you show. Know, I, I get that part too. I, 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 it's interesting. We've got a backlog of John Oliver's last week tonight, so I've got five or six to watch. And you know, when we do one, we'll do one, but then move on to something else because we just we need something lighter after each one of those. Yeah, and, and I and again, I find I I. I love him. I love him. Yep. But I but I find it hit or miss. Um it's it's I, like, oh good, we're talking about truckers. Oh fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> I I love him. He's he's funny. I usually learn a few things when watching, um, but sometimes just not in the mood for the bring down that's coming, you know? Well that there's that too. There's that too. There's that idea of oh yes, sometimes sometimes we use this stuff for escapism. Like when I try to uh, to use this to escape Graham. <laughs> yeah, so you know, it was a it was a really great uh, ceremony. Nice. A lot of great I, I, I look forward uh, to watching it. Yeah. Really good clips from back in the day. Um, you know, everybody was there. So look at him wearing that leather jacket in the old John Stewart you know, like, show. Like <laughs> Pete Davidson came out. He was really funny. Oh my um, gosh. It's so rare you uh, see him. Well, you know, in a post SNL world. Wow. Um, mm. he was, <laughs> He's been gone. He was like really 10. good. He's been gone ten he, minutes, dude. <laughs> I mean, he got to. Well, he got to speak to, you know, who John Stewart was in in his career as a as a Big Brother type. Uh-huh. And then also speak to the work that he's done with the first responders. Nice. And, oh, that's know, great. Pressuring. Um, congress to do their fucking jobs yeah and, yeah uh, no and that is perhaps one of my favorite things about john stewart is oh, the way yeah. he has been so dogged about that and yep. and you can't have anyone better than pete davidson talking about it it is right he's the just the perfect perf- person for the it. perfect marriage of all that stuff yeah yeah and so it was great that he had it and then it was kind of a who's who of, 
former um, staff on the show. So, um, you know, Steve Carell, Stephen Gobert. Gobert did his pre-recorded. Um, John Oliver did his pre-recorded. Yeah. Uh, but um, Carell was there. Olivia Munn was there. Ed Helms was there. Um, it, was a, it was a really, really great lineup and a, um, just, a, just a great night. Nice. I recommend it. Hope you get the chance to check it out. I would definitely check um, it out. We just did the third episode of Ms. Marvel. I love that goddamn show. That, nice. That young woman is lightning in a bottle in a, in a Tom Holland way. And um, just believe everything she says. She is the role that's perfect kid. Congratulations on having cast her and found her. I, I'm I'm really glad to hear that because the last couple cup last few Marvel shows have kind of been dog shit. Uh, so it's uh, nice to hear that there's a good one. Um, this is this is take everything that you loved about the kind of the energy of Stargirl. Yeah, and then you know sprinkle a little extra Spider Man on it and just enjoy. I I'm super excited for you and the girls to check this out. I think I, really I have I it. have watched the first one and uh, okay, and, good, good. and I mean I mean Star Girl's gonna have the side of it for me that where it's all attached to the DCU. So and and like the old school, uh, uh, you know, Justice Society and everything. Yeah. So this is never going to match that for me. It just can't. Yeah, uh, and I think part of what I'm enjoying about this is I know diddly shit about this character because she's uh-huh. too new for me to have followed anything up on. And yeah, uh, the debate for me tomorrow is whether or not I pick up that first trade. And do I read it or do I continue to just enjoy the series? Enjoy and, the series, it's different. And then go back and get the... I think you're, I think you're better to do it that way because then you can enjoy the rest of the series without saying, but why did they change this? Why did they change that? Yeah. And uh, wait until after. Yeah, it's it's it, very rare that I can do the reverse where it's going to be I, it's going to be experience yeah. someone as a as a as a film property or as a TV property and not know their backstory and history. So I'm inclined yeah. to lean that way just because I never get that. I never get that opportunity most of the time. They have made some so. significant changes. Ah. So, um, you know, I, I mean, significant in some ways and less, you know, which could also be less significant in others. But there are there are differences and uh, let yourself enjoy it for, for what it is. And um, that's that's my recommendation anyway. Is, uh, I'm, I'm also hoping that, you know, maybe I can, get them to get her to sign the book before I buy it. <laughs> Wait, I'm like, you got any signed copies yet? Oh, okay. Well, mm-hmm. you, next time she's in town, you get some signed copies and then I'll, I'll buy them. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. Um, mm-hmm. But remember, uh, often that's like uh, people who used to try and sell um, uh, uh, Toronto Maple Leaf signed uh, hockey sticks from the 60s. And, uh, and, and, and it would be like, so what do you think that's worth? And people would be like, you know, there's two things that the Toronto Maple Leafs did in the 60s. They won Stanley Cups and they signed hockey sticks. <laughs> and, uh, and, and it's like, you're going to need to wait for some of those sticks to get lost in a fire before the ones that are around are worth anything. Ah. Yeah. So, well, I mean, I'm not pursuing it for the exactly the you're pursuing excessive resale value as much have. as the yep that's right she signed it it's the yeah. real deal yep yeah. but maybe, maybe just, just in case. but maybe just in case yeah. buy, buy two 
by two because then you've <laughs> taken another you've taken another one out of the market too right so <laughs> right. let's let's be yeah. strategic um well that's awesome and uh yeah the uh, last piece was just uh we're 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 still watching our jeopardy and uh, they just had another six-day champion and um this woman god bless her the the luck that she has had three of her six wins have involved winning by two dollars wow and two of those have been that she was in third place and she managed to actually win in final jeopardy and step up to first place wow it's it's been the weirdest thing to watch and she's taken a lot of flack online for being you know a bit of a fluke and questionably deserved but you know as soon as you hit five wins, you're automatically in the tournament of champions. So she's she's going to be back for November. She's going to get her ass kicked by uh, you know people who have really steamrolled through, but she's back and it's official. So, so I'm sorry, people online have been less than supportive. Apparently, yeah. They, uh, they is this the thing that happens? Of, apparently, it is. It's it's news to me. But Sarah was reading it off uh, an article from somewhere. But uh, some folks have kind of questioned the, uh, you know, the flukiness of her. She's had several days where she's kind of accidentally won and retained her champion status. I'm like, accidentally, schmaccidentally, she's won. She's so won. Yeah, that's stand the... Stand back and recognize. But she has certainly not won with the, uh, the same level of domination, <laughs> shall we say, as some previous winners through this past season. So yeah, I, I think she's really going to get trampled in the tournament well, of champions. But it's another. Well, there you go, internet people. Who will, uh, I'm going to see her, and I'm going to go. There she is. She's that person that we saw. Oh, she's already out. Okay, well, it was good to see you again. There you go. Or yeah. she gets lucky with all the same kind of shit she's been lucky. Or she's going to win by two dollars again. Who knows? Yeah. I mean. <laughs> It's all about the questions you get. Yeah. So that's uh, that's what's been going on. Well, that is awesome, sir. And you know, what else is awesome, except for the heat, apparently, um, is uh, the fact that we've got, uh, you know, a, a summer thing going on, um, which most importantly means that, um, well, we, you know, sadly, often what it means is that we get to give our, uh, our PVRs a break. And um, we don't necessarily True. want that to happen. Well, you, you know, it's, it's like if you don't take the car out every now and then, the thing sees up. That's right. That's right. It's a, it's a problem. It's a problem. And, uh, and so we want that all to work out. We want that to work out for everyone. And um, so, you know, we have to think about the, the, um, the upcoming summer shows and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, what they are. And, and, the, and among, amongst them, things to think of um <clears throat> hoping that uh uh disney is able to um continue uh its ms marvel success with she hulk um as opposed yes. to you know a, a, a moonlight a moon night michigas and <laughs> um you know it's like hey maybe maybe show us her as she hulk on occasion um i don't think that's <laughs> going to be a problem um Not by the looks of things yeah it the trailer seems fun for that i'm i'm excited i'm in it's you know 
it, it sounds like it is the um um the you know the the John Byrne version of She-Hulk as opposed to the um um the you know savage She-Hulk um uh that that Stan created <laughs> um which was not good was not good um that was like oh Stan's writing again good (laughs) well it i i'm i mean great cast and and you can already see that uh um you know you you can see the cameos and the people that are involved and yeah it's well no no reason not to trust the process that that series of 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 uh she hulk as an attorney defending various superheroes because of various circumstances was fantastic it it was great and i and i i look forward to seeing something like that brought uh um brought to the screen um because it 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 just really uh kind of lands there well so all for it and i'm glad that's the version that i mean i i can't imagine choosing a different version because uh again the rest was not great um so um, let's talk about some some sort of uh, eagerly anticipated shows. Andor, uh, Diego Luna, uh, who we remember from Rogue One, um, Cassie and Andor, and uh, so this it is planned. They have a um, very specific plan of two seasons uh, that will span five years, the five years prior to Rogue One. And um, and so um, it's written by Tony Gilroy and uh, has a cast, including uh, Stalin Starsgard, Adria Arjona, um, Fiona Shaw and Genevieve O'Reilly. Um, it is, you know, it is that that team, that sort of uh, rough hewn team, which I, I quite enjoyed. I got to admit, um, a, a, you know, and uh, and and um uh, Tony Gilroy, the the writer, is mainly known for for doing the uh, writing the screenplays of the original uh, Born uh, trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, That's not a bad thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but more importantly to me, he was the guy who wrote Michael Clayton, which God damn was a fantastic movie. Um, and uh, and so and actually, he directed that one as well. So, um, so there's that. And then of course he also nice. did, uh, the cutting edge topic, <laughs> topic, topic. And, uh, and so I, I, am interested because it, it, it has a, a, a great pedigree, uh, creator wise. I dug rogue one. I really liked that sort of, uh, yep. look on the, on the other side of what was going on, you know, and it was a, um, it was a series in which a uh, Skywalker wasn't seen until the, until the last couple of scenes. <laughs> and uh, oh, we you mean we can do that? And uh, and so I quite enjoyed that. Um, so that is uh, we're going to be seeing that at the end of August. Nice. Um, That'll be uh, good. I'm, I'm still a little behind in my Star Wars universe in general. But, we uh, fell out. We fell out during Boba Fett because it was dull as dishwater. Um, yeah, we got. So we did have done Mandalorian season two. We haven't done. Oh, Boba Fett, see, that's so. Mandalorian season two again. I mean, Mandalorian both seasons, 
start out very slow and then really pick up. Um, we just felt that Boba Fett never got to that point of picking up. And so we, 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 want, we want to watch Obi-Wan. And I know that we don't need to have watched um, Boba Fett to, because, you know, it takes place literally long years after um, what happens in Obi-Wan. Um, but, you know. Wait a minute. No, I think we did both seasons of Mandalorian. I don't think we did Boba Fett and Obi-Wan. That's where we're at. Yeah, so those are the two we're being. Yeah, we haven't watched any of both of uh, of Obi Wan because we fell off during uh, during Boba Fett, and uh, god damn, it was boring, and that pisses me off because I was really looking forward to that. And um, anyway, so there's that, yeah, yep. Um, another thing that is uh, coming back is uh, is really the the last six episodes we're waiting on uh, for Better Call Saul. And uh, another so- one I haven't done yet, and I should have done. I loved Breaking Bad, but I yeah. never t- touched. I, I didn't do the follow up movie they did, and I didn't do any Better Call Saul. Better Call Saul, I think, uh, 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 has a turning point around uh, season three where it's like. Ooh, this might be even better. <laughs> and nice. uh, they, they, because they, they, it is, it is fantastic. Um, I haven't seen it since that season. And it's something where it's like, ah, I'd need to start back again, which I'm fine to do because it's all great. And, um, and you've got Michael McKean as, as his brother. Um, it's just fantastic cast. And well, that's good uh, casting. Oh, it really, it really is. I mean, look at them, right? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Um, and just anything we get to see Michael McKean in is is a good thing. Um, anyway, um, so that is um, the the second half comes back uh, July eleventh. So only a couple of weeks from now. Um, so th- so there's that. Um, the boys, I believe, is uh, oh, it's been out for weeks. Um, one day I'll get around to it. The story, the witch has been out. The boys. Oh yeah, have yeah. you done any of the boys? No. Ah, I did the first two seasons. Loved it. Um, cool. I I do need to do the third. It is on my list. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I read it all, so it's like. Everything I, I hear people saying about it is like, oh, it's so shocking. I, I never thought they could do that kind of stuff. And it's like, eh, I read it all. And yeah, that's what they did. Uh, yeah, so, see, I haven't read it. So it's, oh, it's okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. And so that's if it. This is me. the way I'm discovering it. Then yay. That's Ooh, fair. Please. That's totally yeah. fair. Um, anyway, Jensen Ackles has joined it as he is joining every show. Uh, he uh, just joined uh, uh, Big Sky, Big Sky, or Big Sky, um, uh, <laughs> at the end of the season, and um, and he's just joining every show. Every show will be trying to shoehorn in Jensen Ackles. Um, another show that we like that was one of your uh, uh, fantasy TV season picks a couple of couple of years back uh, is Evil. Yes. Or as we should pronounce it, evil. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so it uh, start it starts it uh, started uh, June twelfth, and uh, on Paramount Plus. 
No word on whether Paramount Plus Canada has it yet because fuck us. Um, but uh, <laughs> but anyway, um, that's been a good show too. Floor is lava. We talked about this last week. Yes. Um, I I did manage about 10 minutes of it. Um, um, See, I didn't know if, if you and the girls would dig it or not because it, it's kind of oh, silly. They love it. I Okay. Just, you You're know, it's like, like I'm out. great. You've shown me an episode. Awesome. I'm done. It was the same with that. What again. was, what was the mini golf thing? Um, oh yeah. Uh, holy moly. Holy moly. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing. Ella loves it, but I, I saw one and it's like, okay, I get it. We're good. And, uh, and every episode I've seen since then is more of the exact same thing. And I just don't care. And, uh, you know, it's like, like, show me a show where, where, where people have to, uh, you know, um, act, you know, test actual skills as opposed to like, oh my God, this crazy thing's happening. Um, I, I, yeah. Uh, I, you know, it's like, uh, like I can watch a Jeopardy over and over again. Um, you know, that kind of thing, or where it's like someone really showing them, pushing themselves to the limit as opposed to, all right, now, now let's, uh, let's throw a big bouncing ball at them. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, but, uh, but you know, Hey, it does well for its, uh, for its people. Um, yeah, they added the Muppets this season, which, is oh, well, there unexpected. you go. And, you know, I love me a Muppet, but I yeah. haven't watched any episodes yet. So yeah, I love me a Muppet circa 1978. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Muppets since then have been largely overrated. Um, uh, the aforementioned For All Mankind, uh, I, which I mentioned. Uh, so it is uh, uh, for those, uh, if I didn't explain it, it is an alt history space drama. So the idea is what if the Russians made it to the moon first? Mm-hmm. What you know, and so the the space race didn't stop, but continued, and um, and what did that mean for the world, and what what effects did it have on a whole variety of things, and yeah. uh, it's been really great. And as I say, like we are just towards the end of the first season in this rewatch, and uh, and I there's a lot of stuff where it's like, oh, I really didn't see where they were going with that, but it is so you know with that hindsight, it's like. Oh, that's that's why this was set up, and uh, and there's all sorts of that. Um, but in season three, they actually jump forward into the early '90s and uh, and starting oh, wow. a, new, a new race in space. And uh, yeah, because the first one obviously starts in 1969, yeah. and um, and they push forward in the second season, and uh, and 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 anyway, so it seems that they're going sort of by decade. Which is very interesting because, of course, in the 90s, like, so we're, yes, we're in the early 90s, but those astronauts that were in their, you know, 20s in, uh, in the first season are, are, are now in their 40s and, you know, probably not as likely to go up in a, in a ship. So we'll see where it goes. Um, anyway, so that has already started and that's on Apple TV+. Plus. And I love this show. I, I really do. It's um, you've mentioned it a few times. I have. I have. Yeah. It's been my pop of the week at least twice. Yeah. And uh, and it and I and I have to say, um, I've done a really. I'm really proud of myself for not having watched 
any of the season three episodes yet. I have not tried to go to work ahead because I'm just like, you, you know, you're going to need to get caught up. And I know that it's like doing your self-control. It's a 10 episode commitment. Right. And we're, we're, and we started watching it last week and we're already uh, through the first 10. So, you know, in, in a couple of weeks we get to watch them together and that's always nice. Nice. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see what else, what else is there? Oh my gosh. Um, house of the dragon from HBO. Is this uh, one of the prequels to Game of Thrones? I believe so. You mentioned dragons. It's yeah, HBO. I, that's yeah. where I assume we're going. Yeah, I, I've I've seen not one frame of uh, of Game of Thrones. So uh, it says it's been a long time since we were immersed in Game of Thrones world. Yes, it has been. Um, and the highly hyped prequel is a good spot to deliver all of the fantasy fun and court intrigue that its predecessor did. Plus the Targaryens, you know them, um, which are yeah. the family at the center of this are a historically volatile, impulsive and good looking bunch. Uh, we can't wait to see what scaly hijinks the dragon-obsessed clan uh, gets itself into centuries ahead of the Song of Ice and Fire. And that will start Sunday, August 21st. So there you go. The yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, Game of I'm, I am intrigued. I'm interested. I, I did do all of Game of Thrones. Um, enjoyed it. And, you know, there were some issues in the last season, but I still appreciate and enjoy the universe they created yeah so uh you there know you i'm I, if they're gonna give me more of that world i'm in there you are um in other uh shows that i won't be watching um <laughs> swords and sandals i'm out i am so out um uh, is uh more lord of the rings uh, that's right. Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power from Amazon Prime Video. Uh, this is a, um, a prequel to the prequel of the Lord of the Rings. Um, <laughs> so ridiculous. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, one of the most exciting shows kicking off during summer is this fantasy epic set in Middle Earth. We can't wait to see how the show covers key events such as the forging of the Rings of Power, as well as interesting new stories well that's a strong order in the lord of the rings universe um <laughs> it's like how many other ways can people walk um like a forbidden love between a wood elf and a healer plus we're really looking forward to seeing how the whole show handles sauron who is so much more than the shadowy threat we saw in the lord of the rings trilogy and that will start friday september 2nd Yeah, I've I've never really connected Lord of the Rings. I know that it's cool, and I clearly just don't get it. But yeah, it's I the same. Know. It's the same for uh, for Game of Thrones for me. It's like again, oh, they have sandals and swords, and they walk around. And no, I'm out. I'm out. Oh, dragons. Oh, yeah, definitely out. Oh, wizards. Oh, yes, yeah, so out. <laughs> could not be more out um but it's just not my thing and i know I and mean, a lot of people have been like oh but game of thrones is different do they wear sandals yes do they use swords yes are the dragons yes 
we're good. Um, again, uh, we talked about She-Hulk. Um, so you've got uh, Emmy winner Tatiana Maslany uh, hulking mm-hmm. out as uh, in a self-described comedy. And um, anyway, so so there is that. There is that. And that comes out August 17th. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm. I'm definitely in. I don't know. I mean, if it's a Marvel and it involves the capes and tights set, then you know I'm in. Yeah, I just hope that you know. I, again, I'm just like, please show her as She Hulk. I I I do not need a lot of Jem Walters. You know, it was like Moon Knight was like, wow if you were going to go through the effort of building a Moon Knight costume, maybe you could have him fucking wear it. Um, yeah, I haven't seen that yet, but I've heard similar, up. so. Yeah, I, I I struggled through the first few, and I, so I have not seen the whole thing, but man, I, I, I and to be fair, I'm already out because I hate this bullshit uh, uh, multiple personality disorder uh, thing with with yeah. I, I don't, was, at some point they got caught up in that, and I, and I hate it. I and and you know, anytime I read one of the books and it's like, oh, is that the tack we're taking? I'm out. I'm out. See, and and my run was through the '90s where uh, it was more like yeah, it's Batman, but he's wearing white. It was like Batman with Spider Man's mouth on him and yeah i enjoyed and I mean, that era a lot yeah more. for me it was the uh the munch and sinkevich stuff that came out in the 80s and it was great uh yeah. you know it was it was very very batman-esque like you know jake crawley was basically matches malone and um hmm. you know and and uh, stephen grant was essentially uh bruce wayne and uh, but he also had, you know, the, the Mark Spector thing was who he really was, but really couldn't be. And. Um, and so I always liked that. And it was never a multiple personality thing. But at some point, one of the writers misinterpreted one of the uh, one of the stories and started writing it as a multiple personality disorder. And that just became the thing that like, well, that makes him very different from Batman. <laughs> and uh and so that was the thing they went with and that's where they lost me because it's it, it, it's it's boring it's just tedious and um you know because now it ends up being like a ooh look at the crazy uh superhero and it's like yeah we got god we've never seen one of those um so yeah I, and and again loki was messy um and ended poorly and uh and i found falcon and the winter soldier to be pretty boring um yeah and uh you know it it it, that they all they all kind of uh kind of lost it in uh following up uh um wandavision because it's like hey this comes off as as something really unique and that's where mm-hmm. I think Miss Marvel lands well because they're they're taking a unique tack with that. Um, whereas the other stuff was very pedestrian, you know, very sort of like, oh yeah, so we'll do an action thing with the uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and uh, and and that's and it didn't really elevate beyond that. And 
like there was no high concept it was just we're gonna have them fight people a lot um you know i mean yeah i mean i kind of enjoyed it i thought it was a little uh a little more straight ahead i mean the loki was a little wild for lack of a better i just think i i just think it was anticlimactic um yeah. Like, like I, I like the, I like the concept of it, and I, and I thought that was great and generally well executed. But the, the ending was horrible, and uh, and I found with, um, yeah, it was definitely straightforward. But again, in the, in the interest of, of, of finding something exciting to watch, perhaps straightforward is the, uh, is the watchword. Um, but that said, I quite liked. Um, hawkeye yes yep because they they had a little more fun with it like i i think they they seemed very fun averse in uh in in falcon the winter soldier and i think that is a product of they got halfway done and then uh and then covid shut them down and they had to re-up and it just a lot a lot fell through the cracks there okay yep um, so, I mean, I don't negate the fact that, man, they had some issues in getting that put together and, and, you know, props to them for being able to, to, to still manage to, uh, to complete it. And I'm not saying there weren't some interesting things that happened, you know, the whole, uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus thing, um, yep. it sets Good up a lot, of, and... a lot of interesting things, right? So, yeah. um, anyway. All that to say, the thing we loved most uh, this past uh, summer was uh, only murders in the building, and so we can't wait to see more. Uh, I haven't done that one yet. Oh, so good! I think Sarah did the first issue. I think but, episode. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is there second season on its way? Second. You weren't paying attention. Um, well, yeah, second season supposed to supposed to start next forward week. Forward to, but so it is official. Okay. Yes, yes. Um, and I'm just not sure when it's going to land on Disney Plus because I'm trying okay. to remember if it landed there while it was on, and was kind of releasing weekly, or if it showed up there as soon as all of the episodes had released. So oh. I, I know that it had already end, already ended by the time we started watching it. And to be fair, like we spent two days on it and it was done um, because we could not stop. Mm-hmm. Um, and I often find that Martin Short is best in small doses. Um, but in this, we were clearly down for much larger doses of short. And um, yeah, he's just fantastic in it. And they all are. I mean, it's a great cast. And um and you know, uh, Selena Gomez was was someone I you know really hadn't observed much of, and she's fantastic in it, and she's a great. Uh, she plays off the two of them so well. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, if you'd have asked me to, you know, pick a trio, <laughs> right? It's and, and I can't imagine how big the hat would have to be to produce those three names. And and you know what? You got to watch it because they're podcasters. And, um, 
and 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 it is just such it's such a joy i just loved the show um because they play it like it's such low stakes and it's not but but they they very much play it as you know like it's only murders in the building it's like the idea that we don't need to cover other crimes let's just focus on stuff that happens where we live (laughs) <laughs> and 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 the building that they live, uh, you know, it is very similar to uh, to uh, the Dakota, uh, which is just off Central Park, which is where uh, John Lennon lived. That's he was killed right out right at the door, and they actually use that gate um, for for a couple of scenes in it. Um, so they actually filmed some exteriors at the Dakota, and um, and so it is designed to be something very similar to that. This sort of huge Gothic building um and um it's a great setting it's a, it's a fantastic setting for it so there is that and they, they had a little twist at the end of it that kind of leads into this season and so delightful um let's see what is what else is up um the orville it's on hulu but yes. you know what that means we're gonna get it on uh disney plus because disney plus takes care of us scott God bless them. I, I had this down on my list as well and, and um, had the same questions attached to it. <laughs> yeah, I um, God, is that Victor Garber? Is he joining the cast? I can't really tell. Um, I'm going to have to look into that. I've, if only there was a device that would uh, allow me um, to check such things. Um, you know, I mean, really, um, so of course we have in the, uh, in the returning cast, we have, um, Seth MacFarlane as the captain. We have Scott Grimes as, uh, as his Lieutenant. We have, uh, Penny Johnson, Gerald, uh, as the ship doctor, uh, Adrian Palicki as the first mate, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I wonder, you know, um, if we've had anyone else added, because one of those guys in that picture looked a lot like um, uh, Victor Garber. Hmm. I could be wrong. Uh, Jessica Zor uh, is, uh, is a lieutenant as well. And um, anyway, really, really solid cast. Um, and I love the way that they they blend um they 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 blend the comedy you know and it's like you know just like real you know like you know 12 year old dude uh comedy uh, with uh with the science fiction and and you know it'd be like a thing that's like wow that's a really deep uh sci-fi con- uh uh a concept and then they segue into a dick joke and it's like and i like that too mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, they, they, they play around with it a bit. Um, anyway, there's a dude in this picture that looks a lot like Victor Garber, but I hope he's too busy filming more episodes of family law to have anything to do with this. We know where you'd prefer he was. (laughs) Yes, you're damn right. Um, the patient, this is a, a Hulu thing that will hopefully again, make its move. Um, and it is, uh, Steve Carell as a uh, as a therapist uh donnell uh gleason as his serial killer client 
who takes him prisoner. Um, it is written by the uh, creators of the show, The Americans. So I'm intrigued. Um, yeah. And um, it's their first series since that show ended in 2018. And all about building tension. And uh, it sounds like there's plenty of that already. Um, and so that premieres uh, August 30th. I'm sorry, I think I didn't talk about how uh, um, uh, the Orville premiered in uh, the, on the 2nd of June. So it is already out and ready for you guys to watch. I just don't know where. Hmm. Um, Queer as Folk is on Peacock, so fuck them. Are they still uh, running? Peacock? Yeah. No, no, Queer as Folk. It's a new show. Oh, wasn't it? Yes. It, was, it, wasn't it formerly a show? It was a show many years ago, like 20 okay. years ago, and then it ran That's its course. Reason. And uh, yeah, they basically, you know, again, it's a title that works well. Um, and so it, what's interesting is the original uh, British series creator of the original version of Queer as Folk, which started in England, uh, is, uh, is in this. And it is Russell, Russell T. Davies. And um, yeah, so they're doing their thing as well. And that is on Peacock. So I don't know who's going to be able to watch it, but um, I think you have to show up at 30 Rock to sign up for it. Is, is how I understand it works. Um, that's what Conan did anyway. And if anyone would know, it's Conan O'Brien. Isn't that right, Scott? Absolutely. Yes. Just making sure you're still awake. Um, oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> uh, Reservation Dogs on Hulu. Um, the first season, I did catch some of this, and it's, it's great. Um, reservation dogs or res dogs reservation dogs I think oh. might be the same thing is it I don't know, I don't know isn't either it? isn't it um, it's the four kids on the res that's what I got yep okay yeah well maybe I, I yeah. just got the wrong title in my head that was on I think I got that one through Disney plus didn't I then yeah it's the same one yeah okay yeah all right, and so that starts August 3rd. Um, the Summer I Turned Pretty. Um, this is um, uh, Jenny Han. Uh, uh, it's actually, she's been kind of an, a Netflix darling for a little while, and it sounds like Amazon threw some money at her. Um, she wrote a book called To All the Boys uh, that uh, started up a, a, Netflix fran a Netflix movie franchise. But now um, uh, Prime Video has one of her other trilogies uh, that they bring to the screen. And this is the one. Uh, but on this one, she's actually also the writer and co-showrunner. So, um, yeah. So that will start, uh, has started already on June 17th. So over a week and a half ago. Um, and you can check it out on Prime Video. Um, I saw a trailer for that, or not trailer, but the listing for it go by, and I thought it looked interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's uh, uh, but I really haven't had a chance to find out any more about it. So, channel your inner inner teenage girl, sir. Um, yeah, you know, well, she's alive and well. There you go. There you go. Mm -hmm. uh, the Umbrella Academy over on Netflix, um, and uh, big uh, cliffhanger at the end of season two, and it's that was two years ago. Uh, so uh, it started um, last week on uh, June 22nd 
with all 10 episodes dropping so you can check it out. Yeah, that's another one we fell behind on. We think we started season two, but we didn't finish it. So we uh, we should revisit. Yeah. Looks great. Saw uh, Elliot Page on Seth uh, Meyers the other day. And uh, look at really you watching and something and past the yeah, uh, first, you know, the first some break. Past monologue. Yeah. yeah. And they uh, uh, it looks looks interesting and interesting to see the way that they've uh, they've they've uh, developed and adapted the the, the character to uh, follow the plight of the actor. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, no, that that is that's very I'm intrigued. Absolutely, and I I I loved reading the series. I um I, I quite enjoyed it. I, I I quite enjoyed the the volumes of the of the comic by Gerard Way, and um, and it was one of the it was Gabriel Ba, I believe. Um, and um, I watched part of the first season, and it was kind of like, oh yeah, I read this already um hmm. so i haven't been that fast because i you know i it's like oh gosh i wonder what this looks like like on the screen and it's like oh they already kind of showed me um so so i haven't checked it out uh beyond the first few episodes and it was definitely sort of following the the uh the trail of what i'd already read and so it's like well this is just gonna tell me what i've already seen um but you know no i'll check it out at some point kid wants to watch it so i'll probably watch some of it with her cool um yeah so there we go there's a bunch of stuff that is going to be on your tvs uh this uh this summer folks a bunch of stuff and i I I had another one that i i saw that uh um I'm very intrigued by. Um, it's a CBC series called SkyMed, um, and it's a it's a drama, and it's you know lives of nurses and pilots flying air ambulances in northern Manitoba, um, and it seems like you've mixed kind of the the medicine and the hot doctors and love of Grey's Anatomy. With, oh my! Uh, with, so this um, is a this is a, a fiction series. Not a yes. reality. Okay. No, no, it's it's a drama, um, and it's uh, it's got that kind of elements thrown in with uh, looks like maybe a little Station Nineteen where it's about you know trying to get there is half the journey. There you uh, go. And based on some of the planes I've seen involved, I feel like it's got a little bit of that ice pilots that I used to enjoy with the you know the World War Two bombers flying in uh, in up in in northern Canada. Um, it's set and filmed in northern Manitoba, um, but it's, oh, uh, it's my buddy it's Jeff on is CBC, in it. but it's going to air in Paramount. Your buddy Jeff is in it. I used a guy I used to play in a band with when I was in high school is in, is in that show. Wow! Um, so I'm in. Um, yeah. Also includes uh, uh, Aaron Ashmore, um, who you may remember as Jimmy Olsen on Smallville. Um, oh, I'd missed that name. As That's well cool. as uh, he was like uh, one of Veronica's boyfriends on Veronica Mars. Yeah. Um, Amelia McCarthy was in Hemlock Grove. Uh, and Natasha Callas was uh, in the um, in the possession. She also played um, in the TV adaptation 
starring Josh Lucas of The Firm. She played his wife um, and she's the lead. And uh, yeah, my boy uh, Jeff Teravainen is in this show as well. And that delights me. So I am looking forward they, to checking that out. Uh, the, the part of the description includes, you know, uh, it's going to offer viewers insight into the realities of delivering healthcare in Canada's northern indigenous communities, um, which sounds interesting yeah. uh, for obvious reasons. Uh, it's premiering on CBC TV, but it's being carried by Paramount Plus in the States. Yes. So and... it feels like another one of these moments where, uh, you know, the U.S. is picking up a Canadian series. Uh, it's already as made <laughs> as they've done with uh, uh discussed family law yeah up. so that's, family that's law great. transplant uh is getting its it, it, like transplant i think has received sort of additional life based on that and so i hope yes i, think I hope so. that works out for all the rest of these shows as well totally totally um nice. same day july 10th uh, on CBC is the return of Race Against the Tide, which I talked about last year. That was one of my top of the weeks. Uh, it's yes. the one. It's the it's the it's the Sandcastle Building contest show, <laughs> right? Uh, which sounds silly, but it is just the sweetest thing to watch. It's nice. it's people trying to to uh, you know build uh, certain sandcastles based on the kind of the theme of the uh, the week. Um, let me tell and you, between head bobs, uh, when between head bobs at the beach, that's my favorite thing to watch is people building sandcastles. <laughs> and it's like well, I, it's... I, do, I doze off, and it's like time lapse photography. Um, <laughs> I'm all for well, it. And they 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 use the tide as like the clock that measures it out, and so you have nice. um, they uh, the tide goes out, the tide comes back in, and as it comes back in, that uh, there's a certain point that it hits where that's your marker to. to for the contest and uh, then they judge very quickly uh, because the show ends with the, the tide coming in completely and and reclaiming right. the beach and, and tearing down the, the, the assorted uh, castles and, and sand sculptures uh, well, that's it's awesome really nice show I, it's fun for the whole family it's a real you know safe program to watch and um, it's I think generally a fairly supportive uh thing where we, you know, everybody kind of has each other's uh, backs and wishes each other well yeah. um, so it is not you know, like any trash talk is yeah. yeah but any kind of you know trash talk is is pretty pretty weak good natured and generally yeah, very yeah, Canadian yeah. where it's like oh we're gonna get you <laughs> I always remember I, it's one of my favorite things with uh Ron, I mean, Ron Funch is talking about anything. It's going to be a favorite thing for me. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but where he was talking about uh, the Great British Baking Contest and how it's like, and then they finish and they help each other out. And he's like, that would never happen in America. If it happened in America, we'd call it murder cake. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, it's one of my favorites, uh, favorite bits of his. Um well, that sounds awesome. I do have to check that out. Um, yeah, I, I think that's one that's worth flagging for the kids this summer because it's I just it's it's impressive what they do. And, yeah, you know, I love, no harm, I no love foul that. And, and I love no that kind of shit. It's the kind of thing that we would sit there and watch and just really enjoy. Um, yeah, yeah, I love it, love it. Um, very nice. Okay. Oh, and at some point we will also get I Am Groot from Disney Plus. That is oh, August, really? August 10th. Um, 
so I was kind of going through highlights, but let's talk about some of the uh, the other things that they didn't consider to be highlights, which is madness. Um, I don't know what Baymax is on uh, Disney, but I think it's something my kid watches. <laughs> um, Baymax, the thing from uh, oh the the big robot, uh, the animated thing with the robot that uh, you know was supposed to heal with the brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How loves it called? It. Um, big Hero Six. Big Hero Six. That's the one. Yeah, she's yeah. been watching that. She loves it. So, uh, so there's that. Um, I get. Oh, it looks like that means there's a new season of it coming at the end of the of the month. And uh, um, uh, the Chai on Showcase gets season five. Um, we get uh, Becoming Elizabeth on Stars uh, for all of us who uh, <laughs> who have been watching The Crown. It's just uh, another kick at that can. Um, I mentioned the Umbrella Academy. Uh, let's see. There's the Bear on uh, on Hulu. Uh, Beavis and Butthead do the Universe. Uh, uh, the, a movie came out on Paramount Plus, or is coming out. Has been out. I don't know. Um, of course, there's the Maya Rudolph uh, series Loot on uh, Apple TV Plus. I haven't had a chance to check out yet, but I look forward to it. Um, I love me some Maya Rudolph. Um, part two of uh, season four of Stranger Things, of course, which I've been told many times today is coming out soon. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, Maggie on Hulu, uh, July 6th. I saw that listed. I was like, finally. <laughs> Your time's going to come, brother um oh boy we'll have to do a re-up of the score maybe and maybe next week i'll uh, i'll update all of the ratings and see where we <laughs> see how bad it lost by this year it's not pretty sir uh, after the I asterisk know, no. after the after such a, a a victory in the asterisk year um let's see oh apparently big brother um that is that is a summer tradition for Sarah and I, and the reason that it is is because it's in the summer and nothing else is on. If there that were during the year, would not be. And it is like three days a week, so you 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 get you you'll, yeah. you'll get a bunch of shitty races uh, that you get to watch three days a week, and uh, yeah. it got, it, if nothing else, it makes you feel better about where you're at in your life. Um, the point of most reality television, isn't it? Isn't is it? Ooh. At least I'm not as bad as that guy. I guess there's that. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's it's no F boy island. Yeah, what's going on with the world? I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> let's see. Um, High School Musical: The Musical: The Series, season three, <laughs> starts on Disney Plus on July twenty seventh. Sorry, I had world. to. I just had to say that because it just makes me laugh. The uh, it was like, oh yeah, well, there's we're going to do a musical about a musical that already was, and we're going to make a series about it. Oh, this is this is our world. This High School fine. Musical. This the musical. This year, season three. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is Electric uh, Boogaloo. Yeah, exactly. There's a remake of uh, 
Pretty Little Liars called Pretty Little Liars Original Sin on HBO Max. Um, let's see what else. There's a show called Surface on Apple TV Plus that starts on July 29th. <laughs> um, it, it, it's sometimes hard to keep up with sort of what they've got because it, it shows up at odd times. Um, I think it's them making fun of... Um, of uh of the uh microsoft tablet hmm. um oh okay uh gugu mbatha Ra, who was in the morning show uh first season and she's been in so many other things she's a very very busy uh actor um and it is an upcoming uh psychological thriller uh, that is set to be released uh, July 29th. And we have, uh, again, the aforementioned Gugu Mbatha Ra, who, if, if you're not clear on who she is, as I mentioned, uh, not that anyone was watching uh, um, the, um, uh, the morning show, but she was in that in the first season. Um, important role, in fact. Um, also- Sarah uh, loved it. I haven't watched it yet, but, well, there you go. but Sarah speaks very highly of it. There you go. Um, oh, and she was in, uh, she was in Loki. She was the, um, you know, um, Owen Wilson's boss. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So she was in that, uh, been in a ton of stuff anyway. Um and uh, and she's great. She re she really is like like truly awesome, and uh, elevates everything she's in. Uh, she was also in A Wrinkle in Time, um, uh, The Cloverfield Par Paradox, um, and um, assorted other things. Uh, let me see her TV uh, listings: uh, Black Mirror. Um, she was she did nine episodes in the dark crystal who knew um anyway she's uh she's awesome and uh and and delightful and uh some might even say charming um anyway it is a uh psychological thriller in which a woman tries to piece together her memories leading up to a suicide attempt so a, a cheery show clearly Oh, yeah. sounds uplifting yeah exactly and uh anyway first three episodes will come out uh, the first week and the rest uh will be released uh on a weekly basis eh, kind of standard uh uh kind of standard uh streaming thing for uh for apple um where did my thing go there it is all right um Let's see. Uncoupled on Netflix. What do we think that is? Wrong answers only. <laughs> uh, they're just following around uh, um, Coldplay Goop. <laughs> uh, uh. Um, stunned when his longtime boyfriend moves out, a New York City realist. I don't want to. Don't. Don't take me to it, Netflix. Just tell me what it is. Um, stars uh, Neil Patrick Harris. I don't know if you've heard of him. Um, I had to. Was, uh, um, I, I, I believe, best known uh, for Harold and Kumar Go to White Castle. Um, all right. So um, 
it is uh, after successfully partnering up for Emily in Paris, Netflix and Darren Star are uniting again for the upcoming romantic comedy series, Uncoupled. Uh, so uh, it follows the life of Michael, played by Neil Patrick Harris, whose 17-year marriage comes crashing down when his husband blindsides him by walking out the door. Um, it is uh, co-created by um, Jeffrey Richmond, uh, who, Richmond, who is a writer who also worked on Modern Family and Frasier. Uh, and co-created this along with Darren Starr. Well, that's a shame. You don't like either of those shows. Ah, it's just terrible, right? Um, and uh, yeah, I'm so in on all of everything I'm hearing so far. Um, yeah. Like someone just playing buzzword bingo with your transcript of your last three episodes of this podcast. <laughs> right? Um, anyway, so um, there is that. And um uh, we'll have eight episodes for season one um, pr- produced by MTV Entertainment along with Netflix. And um, let's see, let's see anything else we can uh, we can learn about this. I mean, I'm already sold. So, I mean, they should, you know, be quiet because I'm in. Um, Stop rowing. You've hit the beach. Right. That's just it. Oh, here's some here's some people in the in the cast. Tisha Campbell, Marsha Gay Harden. Um, and other names that mean nothing to me. Um, I mean, Tuck Watkins from The Mummy, you know, Tuck Watkins and oh, Emerson, yeah. Emerson Brook, Emerson Brooks from uh, Captain America the Winter Soldier as Billy Jackson. I'm seeing it means nothing to me anyway. So there are other people in it and uh, who have done roles in other things that I have seen. Um, so that is uncoupled. Set your uh, wish list or your whatever list, people. Um, all right, let's see what else we got. What else we got? We got um, Industry Season Two on HBO. You know, you've been waiting for it. Finally, they got my letters. <laughs> Yes. Um, but more importantly, August 5th, The Sandman premieres on Netflix. And I'm looking forward to this. I uh, I think I mentioned, um, you know, God, over the last couple of years, uh, certainly the uh, they did uh, Dirk Mags produced along with uh, Neil Gaiman, um, an audiobook version of the. Um, well, basically the first three volumes in the first season of it, and then the next three in the next one. Um, and um, and so they're kind of doing it as a trilogy where that where where here's where we're gonna do all of the uh the Sandman storylines and uh you know with with uh interesting voice casting. They've got uh Kat Dennings as death, for example. And um qualifies as interesting casting. <laughs> it's it's perfect. It's perfect. Uh, you know, it's the the uh you know, manic pixie girl kind of thing. And, you know, the sardonic, um, uh, but funny. Um, yeah, I, I, it's, it's a perfect fit. Anyway, um, they, will have, uh, they, they will have their uh, first season uh, on Netflix on August 5th. And I will be watching it day one, for sure. Hmm. Hmm. Um, mainly because Gaiman's involved and I'm, always interested it was the same with good omens 
Yep. Again, a thing that I've read. God, I've read that book so many times, and um, and I've listened. I've listened to various audio representations of it, and 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 the show really nailed it. Really nailed it, and that's because Gaiman was there. He was on set, uh, beginning to end. And, uh, you know, he really, you know, because Pratchett had died before the, uh, before the ink dried on the deal. And, uh, he really felt he owed it to his, his collaborator to make sure that turned out well. And so I'm interested to see how this one comes out. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lock and Key gets its final season on Netflix. I watched the first little bit of it, but again, it's a thing that I read. So I'm, I'm not as compelled haven't read it, haven't watched it. Um, yeah, uh, I see, it, it's such a beautiful book. It's written by Joe Hill, who is the son of Stephen King. Um, and um, unfolded over a ton of trades. I mean, and it was a, an absolutely fascinating read. And Gabriel Rodriguez's art is just incredible. Um, and so it's it's tough for it to match up to that for me. Sure. Um, let's see. Um, uh, on NBC, they're doing a revival of Password because uh, they have many, many ideas over at NBC. Um, uh, the Ms. Pat show gets season two on BET. Man, she's filthy and funny, and uh, I, she's someone I discovered on uh, on on Good One, and um. Damn, she is uh, she is something. I got to check this show out because she was on Seth at one point as well, and she does not mess around. Um, five days at Memorial. What do you think that's about, Scott? Wrong answers. Assuming only. it's a. Oh, I'd like to believe that it's uh, all about someone who. Um, uh, gets lost in a hospital uh, trying to find their car in the garage. And uh, takes them five days to eventually locate the vehicle. It's a real roller coaster. Well, you got yeah, you got a lot to do there, right? Um, all right, it is an upcoming medical drama television series based on the 2013 book uh, Five Days at Memorial: Life and Death in a Storm Ravaged Hospital, and it is uh, directed by John Ridley, who did uh, um, who wrote uh, Twelve Years a Slave. Okay. Um, and Carlton Cuse, who did Lost and a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, and it will premiere August 12th. Uh, stars uh, Vera, Vera Farmiga, uh, Adeparo Adoye, Cornelius Smith Jr., um, who you won't recognize, but he was in Scandal. Um, uh, Julianne Emery, uh, who was in... Um, Preacher, among other things, uh, Cherry Jones, uh, who used to be married to um, uh, what's her name, who played uh, uh, Harriet on Studio Sixty, Sarah Paulson. Sure, Paulson. Um, yes, and um, Michael Gaston, uh, who was in Prison Break, uh, The Sopranos, and uh, and I, I know mostly from sort of NYPD Blue re- related things. Anyway, um, so it is based on all of that, and um, um, and th- so this is uh, 
you know, based on that book, but it's depicting the difficulties a New Orleans hospital endures after uh, Katrina. Um, I find this interesting because uh, Ella had to write a paper for, and did a great job on it uh, for, for, uh, for school on, on uh, Hurricane Katrina. And, uh, and I found it, it really kind of took me back to it again. Um, I mentioned uh, Julianne Emery and how it's like, uh, she's, I know she was in other stuff other than Preacher. Um, but, you know, it's like she was one of the girlfriends on Hitch. Well, who wasn't? Uh, she was on <laughs> House. She was on all kinds of stuff. But, uh, oh, oh, here's what it is for me. She was in October Road. I mean, oh, so wow. I, that means I saw her just last week. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, she was Christine Cataldo. I mean, if you're going to be Christine Cataldo, you're going to be Christine Cataldo. I mean, come on. Um and I did that for all that. What I mean is I don't recall who Christine Cataldo was. And I just shot, saw the show last week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. And it happens to the best of us. I've already forgotten which episode she was on. Um, once around the block. Okay. Remember once around the block, Scott, what do you have to okay. remember? Once around the block. Once around the block. That's right. That's right. My man um and uh and so episodes uh once around the block was season two episode five. Oh gosh i mean that was uh um yeah their ratings were not great it's because the first year they were uh they, the first year they were like behind um or yeah they were behind uh gray's anatomy so they were getting all that boost because they were mid-season replacement and this was before you know shonda rhimes was writing every show every night and um and so they they kind of got that ratings boost and um and then the next season they were you know put on fridays so yeah bye that'll hurt yeah exactly yeah. um yeah so that's always a problem uh, really when you get down to it. And uh, so once around the block is the thing you're supposed to remember, right? Absolutely. Once around the block. October Road. Um, oh, yeah. It was, oh, directed by David Pamer. You know David Pamer, right? Um, blanking. If you saw him, you would know him, but he played uh, Billy Crystal's brother in um, in Mr. Saturday Night. And um, he's a great comedian, a great TV actor, a great uh, director. And um, and yeah, he he did this one and you would know him to see him. You would immediately be like David Pamer. Of course, I know that mm. guy. And uh, and I and I feel so confident that you're going to say this when I send this link to you. Um, why did you disappear from me, chat? There you go. Um, yeah, so check that out, and you'll be like, "Oh yeah, David Paymer, right? Like, what, what are you wasting my time showing me who David Paymer is when I obviously know he's David fucking Paymer." Um, <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, you're all over it. I know you are. Um, 
yeah. So, um, oh, this is where, oh yeah, this is where uh, Nick uh, sets his brother up with the girl. Hannah meets Ray's ex-wife and pizza girl tries to get Phil to go out of the house with her. Cause he's a, um, whatchamacallit, a, uh, oh yeah, she's, oh, oh, she's evil. Oh man. Um, uh, Laura, Laura Prepon, uh, she punches her in the face. Ooh. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was good. Well, she's I mean, like, once Donna comes out swinging, you know, you right. As she was the, oh, she's also in better call. Saul. um, oh, the whole it, thing's a full circle. It really is. Oh yeah. Okay. So that's where I recognize her from because I've like looked her up recently. And uh, yeah, so she played. Um, um, so Brian Greenberg, uh, you know, he, he leaves to uh, to travel, travel to Europe after they graduate high school. And then he ends up coming back, going straight to college and basically loses touch with all of his, his friends and uh, comes back, realizes his ex-girlfriend. Uh, Donna Donna Pinciata. Uh, she uh, has had a kid, uh, ironically timed. Um, and she's going out with this guy, Ray Cataldo, who was like the guy they all hated. And, uh, you know, he was like, like you know, all of uh, their friends, it was like, you know, oh, Ray Cataldo, like shaking their fists every time they hear his name, spitting on the ground kind of thing. And, uh, so at some point, um, and he's got these two hellion twins, but she's dating this guy and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and so at one point she meets the ex-wife because, you know, she has to, and she's all like, she's a hand surgeon, you know, so not just a surgeon, but she specializes in hands hmm. and, um, and, you know, ends up taking over, like, you know, they, they have the, uh, you know, parent, uh, uh, you know, um, the parent at, uh, you know, showing off the job at, at, uh, at, at the school uh, speech and, uh, and she gets preempted by the hand surgeon because she, her, her time is so valuable and, uh, and it becomes a whole thing. And then finally it ends up in her, uh, um, you know, referring to, uh, to Donna, AKA Hannah, um having a kid out of wedlock and she's like oh your kid's all right for a bastard and she hauls off and punches her in the face <laughs> and that is who it is julianne emery so there you go um i don't know how the hell i was talking about her from the beginning but i know, am but, not clear either but yeah oh that's because she's in that show you run she is in that show called um Five Days at Memorial. Um, also, A League of Their Own. Ooh. A League of Their Own. Have you heard of it? Have uh, you heard of it? Come up. Yeah. yeah. When, when you think about it, does it make you cry a little bit? Maybe a little. Scott, there is no crying in baseball. Walked right into that. You really did. I, I kind of set you up there. Yeah, but there's crying at the end. Don't, don't, no, there's no crying in baseball. <laughs> um, but here's who's in it. Abby Jacobson, um, who was most recently in um, um, the Apple uh, series, you know, the, uh, the, the, uh, the party one. Um, no, she's the other one. Never mind. Um, 
Oh, but she was in uh, Curb Your, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Um, I guess it was the other one that was in. Uh, it was Alana Glazer that was in um, the uh, the after party. Yep. Yeah, totally. Okay. Yeah. Um, but good for Abby Jacobson trying to catch up. Good for her. I hope it works out well. Um, also, Darcy Carden. Janet from uh, The yep. Good Place. Yeah. Uh, Priscilla Delgado, uh, Shante Adams, blah, blah, blah. Kelly McCormick, who is playing the... Uh, Jesus, Nick Offerman in the coach role. I'm in. Hmm. Nick Offerman, please. So that's going to be on Prime. It, uh, it's it's a, a, a comedy series about the World War II All-American Professional Women's Baseball League, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, yeah, I mean, we've got all these people. we got Nick Offerman. Um, so he is the coach uh, who was an ex-Cubs uh, pitcher, much like Tom Hanks was in the original movie. So it'll be Nick Offerman saying, you can't cry. No one, Nobody cries in baseball. So there we go. There's that. And that, as I said, is um, August 12th, as soon as you finish watching Five Days at Memorial. Mm. Um, Never Have I Ever, season three on Netflix. Eh. Oh, here you go. One for you, Scott. Tales of the Walking Dead on uh, AMC. Tales of the Walking Dead. I had that on my list. There you go. There have not been enough tales. There will be. They're going to make up for it. I think there's like a half dozen of them, but each week is a little one-off kind of vignette of somebody surviving. Nice. <sighs> through it. I, I don't actually believe that everybody um, Power survives. Through, but, Power through. You know, All right. Not everybody survives, but it, uh, it works at the end. So that's, uh, the, the initial 14. teaser trailer that I saw had, uh, there's a Parker Posey scene in one. So I think they, there's a way to kind of lure some, some bigger names into there things and, and, and do some little kind of one-off specials. So yeah. I'm curious. I, nice. I think that this universe has done what we have always wanted from Star Wars, which is just, you created the universe, show me a different corner of it. And yep. Great. You know, I don't need it all to tie back to the Skywalker family. Yep. I guarantee it will not tie back to the Skywalker family at all. <laughs> well, in this case, I, I don't need it to, to tie back to Rick Grimes. You know, like it can just go. be other people and what they went through and whether or not they were successful in the end. There you go. Um, and that premieres the day before Better Call Saul ends forever. Ooh. Forever, ever ever until they do a um a post series uh you know what happens to him after um bad yeah um uh let's see um on the 16th leonardo on uh on the cw but it is one of the acquired series which means they bought it from somewhere else um and uh if it is the leonardo i hope it is it is all about alec baldwin's character in the clerks cartoon series uh <laughs> leonardo leonardo and uh and he, he and mr plug as they uh as they come up against those wily clerks um i mean it could be right i like to think so 
I mean, if it isn't, it's a missed opportunity. Um, all right. So actually, in reality, it explores the secrets and drama behind the genius of Leonardo da Vinci, his life, his work, and his personal struggles set against the backdrop of Renaissance Italy, um, follows him as he grows into an unparalleled, uh, unparalleled genius and renowned polymath whose work overturns the established order. Uh, stars Aiden Turner, you know him. Um, Matilda DeAngelis. Oh, Freddie Highmore, the good doctor himself, is in it. Um, and that's the only name I recognize. Um, mm. It is created by uh, Frank Spots Spotnitz and Steve Thompson. Uh, these are actually names we should know. Um, you'd think we would, really. Um, uh, but Frank Spotnitz uh, worked on The X-Files and The Man in the High Castle. Uh, Steve Thompson is a British playwright and screenwriter. What else do you need to know about him? Um, Aiden Turner, you may know from um, nothing that he's done before. <laughs> okay. Then what uh, might I know? Him Giancarlo Giannini. Eh, same. Um yeah, they're all in, you know, it, 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 this is the thing with acquisitions is that they uh, um, get bought from other places. And um, and so that really changes things, doesn't it? Um, because, you know, we think, oh, well, it would be. So anyway, it was it appeared it originally started in uh, March of 2021, um, aired uh, here on TELUS. Um, and uh, it looked like looked like it was on uh, Amazon Prime for a while, and now the CW has picked it up and is going to be coming out with it. So there you go. Um, so think of this as like you know Leonardo in love. Um, let's see. Uh, mentioned Andor. Um, we talked about Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power. We talked about House of the Dragon. The Good Fight final season starts on Paramount Plus, which means I should be able to watch it by next year. Because um, screw us in Canada, apparently Paramount Plus. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, we're ta already talking about September and I feel well about that. Uh, there'll be a new season of The Handmaid's Tale in a list of shows I will never watch um, <laughs> because, you know, enough bleak, please. Um, Monarch from Fox. This was one that Murray talked about that, that uh, got canceled before it premiered. And uh, so we'll finally get to see that. And uh, this is sort of the uh, um, uh, Fox's uh, uh, country series. And uh, perhaps part of it was that they were smarting from, uh, from Queens. Um, but um, I was trying to remember who was, who was involved with that. It was Trace Adkins was in it, Susan Sarandon, uh, Anna Friel from um, um, Pushing Daisies. Mm. Um, a whole bunch of people. But basically we've got... Uh, uh, the reigning king of country is Albie Roman, played by Trace Adkins, uh, along with his uh, talented wife, uh, Donnie Cantrell, who is played by 
uh, Susan Sarandon. Um, and uh, they've created a country music dynasty. But even though the Roman name is synonymous with authenticity, the very foundation of their success is a lie. When their reign as country royalty is put in jeopardy, heir to the crown, Nicolette Nikki Roman, played by Anna Friel, uh, will stop at nothing to protect her family's legacy while ensuring her own quest for stardom. So, uh, so that she sounds like a peach. Well, I mean, they all do, don't they? They sound all terrible. It, it feels very, um, very similar to to Nashville. Hmm. Um. All right. What else? What else is there? Well, let's see here. Um. Let's see, we're getting into kind of, uh, you know, fallish territory. Um, Disney Plus is doing a version of Pinocchio, which I can only presume will be a quote unquote live action. What uh, version of it? Um, so there's a bunch of shows. There you go. Don't tell me there's nothing to watch. It's just you don't have to store it on your PBR for most cases. Isn't that right, Scott? Absolutely. Absolutely. That is right. Yes. Uh, I feel like uh, Penn and Teller doing the, are we live? <laughs> All right. So um, Scott, I got some, uh, some pop culture questions for you. I am so ready for this. You could not be more ready. All right. I could try hard. Complete the slogan at work, rest and play. You get three great tastes in a, Work, rest, and play. You get three great tastes. So are we into advertising here? What's what's happening? Yes, complete the slogan. Okay, uh, three. Rest and play. You get three great tastes. <sighs> rest and play. See, at work, rest, and play is, you used to be tied to the Mars Bar slogan. Is that what like rhymes a, with it? A work, a work, rest, and play, a Mars bar a day. But, uh, um, is it like a payday? Payday bar? Is that your final answer? Sure. Milky Way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, who volunteers to replace her younger sister after she's chosen to compete in the 74th Hunger Games? Ooh, that's Katniss. Yeah, nicely done. Uh, that one I got. What 90s sitcom was set in Lanford, Illinois? Oh, that's uh that's uh that's Roseanne. Correct. Which member yes. of the Beatles is barefoot on the cover of Abbey Road? Oh shit. Gotta be Lennon. Oh, it was Paul McCartney. Oh because God. he was dead, don't you know? Um sure. What former CIA employee fled to Russia after leaking thousands of classified NSA documents? That seems like real world. Yeah. Oh, I thought we were just giving it, you know, uh, TV and video related. That's in the um, uh, in the pop culture box. So uh, that is not um, is not Assange. That's, uh, oh, shit. 
It's that guy. Um, shit. Yeah. I got nothing. Okay. Edward Snowden. Okay. So That's that, him. <clears throat> moving to the next card. Um, how tall was the original G.I. Joe action figure? The original was, what's the 12 inch? That is correct. All right. Yeah. Um, what supervillain was the childhood friend of Clark Kent? Uh, that'd be Lex Luthor. Correct. Um, what reality series featured five experts, including grooming guru Kyan Douglas and culture vulture Jai Rodriguez? <laughs> uh, uh, that's the, the guys from Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. <clears throat> Correct. All right. Um, what music festival was created in 1991 by frontman Perry Farrell as a farewell tour for Jane's Addiction? Oh, that is. Um, uh, um, Just think early '90s music festivals. Yeah, it's not. It's not Freak Fest. It's. Uh, um, uh, I got nothing. Lollapalooza. Oh, really? I would not have done that, but okay. All right. Finally, what Harvard student founded Facebook? Oh, Zuckerberg. That is a win. All right, so you have won that card. You only got one wrong. Woo-hoo. All right. Um, and so you're 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 uh, one for two. All right. So we're gonna move That's to the I next can. card. That's okay. You got this one, buddy. I got. I I know you got this. Who is the mascot for Frosted Flakes? Uh, it's Tony the Tiger. Tony the Tiger, oh, indeed. Great. What James? Uh, we actually got. Um, I picked up for Sarah. There was a a, a flash version of uh, of Captain Crunch. It's like cinnamon bolts, and it's so it's little Ooh. bolts of lightning. Okay. Cinnamon flavored, and she loves the Flash. So. I got her some. Uh, she she was very happy. Um, all right. What James M. K. novel tells the story of a drifter who finds work at a diner run by an unhappily married woman named Cora? Read that whole thing again. What James M. K. novel tells the story of a drifter who finds work at a diner run by an unhappily married woman named Cora? If you don't already know this book, you will not know this. You can't put anything together through that. Yeah, no, I got nothing. It's the postman always rings twice. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, clearly as a diner worker, he's the postman. Um, Yeah. Who, what actor terrorized lawyer Nick Nolte's family in the remake of Cape Fear? Oh, that is uh, De Niro. Correct. Who sang It's Better to Burn Out and Fade Away? You don't actually know that. I don't know. Neil Young in uh, it was out of out of the blue, out into the black. It was the uh, hey, hey, my, my. It's better to burn out than to fade away. 
Um, my, my, hey, hey. All right. Um, and finally, which U.S. president said the only thing we have to fear is fear itself? I thought that was Kennedy. No, FDR. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, he said stuff too. All right, let's move to another card. The clothing retailer Benetton was founded in what country? Sweden. Italy. Uh. Ernest Hemingway, uh, what Ernest Hemingway novel depicts an American dynamiter tasked with destroying a bridge during the Spanish Civil War? And it was also a song by Metallica on their album, Ride the Lightning. I do not know. I'm really using that to set up what I'm going to play at the end. <laughs> For whom the bell tolls. Ah. Time marches on. Um, what movie coined the phrase, I love the smell of napalm in the morning? That's Apocalypse Now. You're damn right it is. Yeah. What two cities hosted live aid concerts? Uh... London and New York? No. Because. Uh, no. London is correct. London and Philadelphia? Damn right. Look at you. Yeah. All right. Yeah, my, man, my man. My man. Um, finally, who won eight gold medals in swimming at the Summer Olympics in 2008? Oh, the little human flipper. Um, it's that fucker. That guy. Oh, that guy. TFG. That's... Yeah, that's the guy. I got nothing for a name, but that's the guy. He hosted an episode of Saturday Night Live. He did. Yeah. He was useless, but he hosted it. Well, I mean, most most of the hosts of that show are useless. Well, I mean, when they drag on, like, you know, people who they tend not to, you know, pick, you know, I don't know, comedians. Yeah. Yeah. Shocking. Maybe we pick people with improv backgrounds. Just throwing it out there. Just an idea. Yeah. Or sketch, you know, anything. Yeah. Uh, dude was Phelps. That's the guy. All right. Oh, that goes, that oh, goes in the win column. All right. We Woo-hoo. are getting evenly matched. So we got to, this is the one. This is the one. Oh, boy. What mascot created in 1916 has a top hat, monocle, cane, and white gloves? Sounds like Mr. Peanut. Is definitely Mr. Peanut. Woo-hoo. All right. So this is a good start to the card. What supervillain's alter ego is the exceptionally brilliant? Edward Nigma. Uh, that would be the Riddler. Damn right. Enigma. In the first Austin Powers movie, how much money does Doctor Evil initially suggest they hold the world's the world ransom for? I feel like he opens with a million dollars and then he gets laughed out of the room. That is correct. Um, what classic was a posthumous hit for Otis Redding? I need you to ask that again, that audio cut out. All right. What classic was a posthumous hit for Otis Redding? Oh, boy. 
So one of his songs that came out after he died. I do not know. Sin by the Dock of the Bay. You're damn right. There you go. Oh. You got that. Because if you could pick it for my tuneless whistling, you, uh, <laughs> you own it, sir. Um, finally, the um, Red Sox were jinxed by the 86-year-long curse of the Bambino after they sold who to the New York Yankees? Uh, Babe Ruth. You're damn right. That is a uh, that is um, sir. That is a perfect card. Oh, wow. yeah. All right, we're gonna do one Take more. Victory we're gonna, on that one. I want it. I want it definitive. I want it definitive. My my man's not gonna win by what's her name from uh, Jeopardy uh, numbers. <laughs> not by two dollars. <laughs> by what name was human rights activist El Haj Malik El Shabazz better known? Uh, what? <laughs> Say that again? By any means necessary. <clears throat> by what name was human rights activist El Haj Malik El Shabazz better known? I do not know. Malcolm X. Oh, what was? No- all, I thought that was a lady <laughs> based on the name. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah. What was Nirvana's debut album entitled? Uh, never mind their debut. It was a major label debut. Oh. Then I don't know. Bleach. Ah. All right. Uh, what sitcom follows the antics? Oh, this is a, this is a softball. Um, of the cheerful and ambitious bureaucrat Leslie Nope in Pawnee, Indiana. <laughs> Parks and Recreation. That is correct. Who is the mascot and cover boy of Mad Magazine? Alfred E. Newman. Okay, we got two. I don't feel like this one's going to give us the third that we want. Uh What tight-fitting bell-shaped women's hat was popular during the 1920s? God damn it. Oh, boy. I mean, we're talking like flapper era. Yep. And the hell did they call that hat i can picture it but damned if i know what it's called uh, you won't get yeah, it yeah i i, I do it, not have that. it is a cloche hat oh well it's bell-shaped so a cloche that, yeah good good on you sir for at least being able to put that together. i mean i can connect the dots after the fact once you tell yeah. me it's a sailboat i can go oh look a schooner <laughs> <laughs> all right next card i feel good about this one what paper towel brand is dubbed the quicker picker upper well, that would be bounty you're damn right what superhero is known as the man of steel oh i think that's superman I would I would revoke your uh, your nerd card otherwise. Um, what is the name of Humphrey Bogart's bar in Casablanca? Uh, it's Rick's Cafe. You're damn right. Rick's Cafe American. Even oh, dude, you. Just, I was just gonna say I, I I'll, <laughs> I'll allow it even though you didn't mention American and then you did. Um, who was sued for plagiarism over his song "Do You Think I'm Sexy"? Uh, Rod Stewart? You're right. No, what I mean, member? 
of the Kennedy family did Arnold Schwarzenegger marry in 1986? Uh, Maria Shriver. Perfect card. Hey, there we go. Uh, here we go. Here we go. That feels better. Um, who played the Blues Brothers? Uh, it's uh, uh, John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd. Correct. What two pop stars were involved in the infamous wardrobe malfunction incident at the 2004 Super Bowl oh, halftime uh, show? Janet Jackson and uh, oh, bringing sexy back, Dick in a Box. Yes. Uh, what the <laughs> hell from? In uh... <laughs> sync, and he's the one that walked off, and then he had. Like the acting career and the stupid songs. Jesus Christ. Uh, j- little pad head. J- j- Justin Timberlake. There Thanks. you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, in 1984, who became the first African American to win in to win Miss America? Uh, Vanessa Williams. Nice. All right. Uh, who knows? What evil lurks in the hearts of men? The shadow knows. You're damn right. Oh my goodness. Okay, this <laughs> one's gonna this one's gonna ruin this card. But uh, Bill Bowerman and Phil Knight founded Nike in 1964. What was the company originally called? Oh my God, uh, Tennis Shoes Inc. <laughs> it was blue ribbon sports but but good oh. try and that was a win okay so there you go you have won trivia sir in um out take of the uh, take this there you got one two. so three uh failed cards but one two three four five one cards so you uh you went uh you went five for eight sir look at you i will take it I'll take it and run. If we had a studio audience, they would all be cheering right now. And um, I, I hear it in my heart. And that's there important. you go. There you go. Well done, sir. All right. Hey, Scott, what's your pop of the week? My pop of the week. I am so glad you asked. Oh. I've been so excited for this. One luck. Since the weekend, because this weekend I accidentally tripped across a documentary I had never heard of, I had never seen it, just right place, right time. And there it was on the TV. It is called uh, Fanny uh, The Right to Rock. And are you familiar with the rock group Fanny? It sounds familiar. I was not either. Um, no, it, no, I mean, I have heard the name. I just, I can't place it. Uh, but- Fanny is the reason that every time you hear somebody talk about the Go-Go's as the first all-women rock group to get number one record on the... like the, the reason they have to add the number one caveat is because of Fanny. And um, this is a rock band from the early 70s. They did like five albums in five years from 70 to 74. Their lineup changed a couple times through there. Um, they're just god damn it they're fantastic never heard of them before this moment and holy shit were they great uh this is a wonderful wonderful documentary that does both uh the retrospective and history of the original group 
and nice. also covers uh, the reuniting of um, the original members who kind of form a new group, uh, record a new album, and then kind of the uh, what happens as they, they kind of launch um, that album. Um, holy shit, they're good. The, they have a song in particular um, called Ain't That Peculiar. Mm-hmm. And I swear to God, if you hear this song, if this isn't the opening song in the next Guardians of the Galaxy movie, there is no God. They are just, you, it starts, you hear it and you're like, it starts with just percussion and you can just. Uh Oh, we lost you, brother. It comes up, and you there just you expect are. to see a we ship lost, fly We, we lost you there. So you you said it's it's like uh, it starts with. Oh, it starts with just the percussion, and just picturing the percussion against the 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 Marvel Studios logo as it goes by. Uh huh. And then as the as the movie fades up, the music fades up. It's so perfect, and I hope to God that somewhere out there he is he is taking notes and getting ready for for his next guardians flick because uh oh such a such a good song um there are a bunch of women who got together uh the the guitar player and the bassist were sisters um they met the drummer in high school and they uh formed a band and the reason three of them got together primarily was that they were all uh filipino-american and this was how they connected and where they found kind of uh, comfort and sisterhood, where nice. they found they fit in. And then the interesting part is that as they move into a career, the music industry can't see. They got together because of the, the kind of the, the racism, frankly, that they were facing in their yeah. lives. This is where they... Um, they came together and then found, you know, uh, safety, purpose, what have you. Yeah. Um, and then they actually start to build a following. And uh, as they start launching albums, the media can't see past the fact that it's four women yeah. playing rock and roll to realize that three of the four of them are Filipino-American. And maybe that's worth talking about, too, but they... It, it's so interesting to see the way that the, the different things that that gets focused on at different points in their lives. Yeah. Um, super good. I think you would love the shit out of this if you haven't seen I it. Definitely it is on, I definitely mean, later it's on, on Crave. I'm going to check this out because, uh, yeah, later on, Susie Quattro's sister comes in and that's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's great. Um, if you can't track this down somewhere to see, uh, just uh, jump on YouTube and just look them up and find some of their performances. They're, they're great. I uh, recommend starting with a song called Ain't That Peculiar and go from there. Uh, but oh, yeah. fantastic. It, I you know stumbled across them this weekend. So happy I did. Uh, I keep going back to play different tunes again and again. Nice. I'm just, I'm loving them. And I'm, I'm angry that I didn't know they existed. Uh, it's a great, um, it's a great documentary. They've got some fantastic interviews with other artists who were around them and know of them. I remember the where I heard of, of them. Yeah. 
Oh, where'd you hear? There was an article that um, that I remember that was done about them in in uh, Rolling Stone in like the late nineties, where where Bowie said they were extraordinary. They wrote everything. They played like motherfuckers. They were just colossal and wonderful, and no one no one's ever mentioned them. They're as important as anyone else who's ever been ever. It just wasn't their time. Yep, remember that quote. Absolutely, I think and, they yeah. It. One single peaked at 26, and that was yeah. as high as I got. And I think yeah. that song actually hit 26 after the band had broken up. They, um, one of them Thanks. dated Bowie for like a year and a half. Yeah. And one of them was married to James Newton Howard, um, who uh, they is did. A- there was an, an issue of Rolling Stone that they did around 2000 where they were doing like a time capsule piece. And they talk about this in the, in the movie, but um, Bowie's former guitar player is handed an issue of rolling stone where he gets to Mick read Bronson. yeah uh he reads bowie's contribution to the time capsule which is that if um that the most underrated group in rock and roll history is fanny and that if uh if he had his way um if he could you know uh revivify yeah <laughs> and it, it would be fanny that's and, Awesome. It's one of the things that sparks them to kind of put together a, a reunion group. And so the original drummer and the the sisters who played bass and guitar player get back together and form a group called Fanny Walked the Earth. And it's then they put out a, a new album. Yeah. Um, uh, it's so it's it's such a great documentary. And nice. the best part is that it features these three now. I mean, the, the women are in their 60s. Yeah. Um, and they get back together again to rock out and it's so cool. I just, I love, it's probably cause I'm getting older, <laughs> but I, I love, um, I love people getting the chance to celebrate their youth and also get a chance to kind of put something out there mm-hmm. as older adults. Like it's, you know, this is who we were and it was awesome and we are not dead yet fuck you yeah it was a hot docs it was a hot docs winner uh it won the audience should have been it well it did it won the audience award uh at hot docs which is huge um no i i can't wait to check this out and uh bobby joe hart who uh who directed this um has done I've done a bunch of things. She did a great uh, um, sort of drag um, ballet uh, documentary called Rebels on Point. And um, yeah, definitely something you want to check out. I, I can't wait to watch this. I've, I've already- uh, I saw it and it I was immediately list. like, yeah. holy shit, Paul is going to love this. I can't wait. I can't wait. text him now about it because I have to I have to save this back so that I have this- Yeah, that's right. That's right. There has to be a for surprise. For my pop of the week. This is fantastic, sir. I can't wait to see this. I, the only thing I wish is I could watch it with you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, wow. One best Canadian feature at Inside Out. Um, yeah. Um, uh, Inside Out is a, uh, um, a, a an LGBTQ uh, film festival. Um, and it won um, uh, last year. Um, and, yeah, I think it's uh, 2021, Doc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
it's it's really recent yeah so so one that and uh and there are some twists in the reunion part of the uh it gets to the end and you think oh okay this is where it ends and then they follow it a little longer and then they follow it a little longer and then you get some twists um really good really delivers well that is awesome yes i i hope you will take this home as homework and we can discuss it next week i look forward to yeah i i I can't make that promise because uh as i well you know timing life children yeah (laughs) as i said the the actual watching of stuff has been a challenge we uh we have um in a couple of weeks um um the girls go off on vacation without me and i join them on the weekends um but we're also having flooring done so We'll see how it all goes. <laughs> Close. <laughs> yeah. Boy. Um, all right. Then I guess it is my turn to uh, to uh, pop this week. Um, I recently found a, a great deal on uh, The Office, the complete series. Um, oh, wow. I, I couldn't pass it up because basically with some gift cards I'd received, it ended up being free. Um, and so I had, you know, assorted... Um, uh seasons but it was like it's nice to get the whole damn thing and you know i like having those uh those copies of my own because as we know shit disappears all over the place that show in particular i believe it's on peacock so you know screw us right um (laughs) uh but but that is not what i'm here to speak of what i'm here to speak of is a book called the office bffs it is tales of the office from two best friends who were there um co-written by jenna fisher and angela mm-hmm. kinsey who are the hosts of course oh. and i've mentioned their show their podcast the office ladies podcast yep. um and it is a stunning book visually I, I i mean it is gorgeous and um they kind of and it basically is done as an oral history which is one of my favorite uh one of my favorite styles of uh of retelling yes. of things and uh, so it, it, it alternates between Angela and Jenna retellings and occasionally other people get to chime in, but it's mostly them. And it really, mm-hmm. it, t- it doesn't just talk about the show. It talks a lot of behind the scenes stuff of the show um, and um, sort of what they were going through at the time. And, uh, you know, Angela, um, uh, Jenna was still in what I called the sexy life. The sexy life is that phase of your life when you decide to meet up with friends for margaritas at 10 p.m., see the midnight showing of a movie, then grab a hot dog from a late night food truck and talk about music, art, and travel. You know that phase. It's amazing. All friendships go through challenges in some way, but nothing really challenges a friendship like one of you becoming a parent while the other is still in the sexy life. Looking back, this was probably the most disconnected time in our friendship. We were in two different worlds. It probably didn't help when on one of my first days home from the hospital, I sent her a text that went something like this. I just had the craziest five minutes of my life. I was breastfeeding Isabel, but stopped abruptly because I could tell that she had pooped and was cranky about it. So I took her to the changing table to quickly change her diaper and my boobs were still hanging out of my nursing gown. When all of a sudden I felt this warm sensation on my legs, I looked down and blood was running down my legs. I quickly picked up Isabel, who was naked, and rushed to the bathroom. I grabbed some towels and gently uh, laid Isabel on top of them as I sat on the toilet and all of this blood came out. Isabel started to cry and when she did, milk started squirting out of my boobs across the bathroom and hit her in the face. 
And she then cried more and then I cried, what the hell? And I imagine that, uh, so Jenna responds to this saying, I'm not gonna lie, I'm still haunted by that text. Digesting that amount of information about poop and fluids and blood was more than I was ready for. I mean, after you become a mom, you text other moms about poops and bodily fluids all the time, but I didn't know that yet. This was quite a share. Also, I was hosting a poker game at my house when it came in, I was sipping whiskey and had just folded a pair of fives when my phone dinged. I read the text and my face went gray, then green. I excused myself from the table. I stared at the screen, not knowing how to respond. Is there an emoji for this? Was I supposed to text OMG or LOL or OMG LOL? Was I supposed to rush over? Did she need help? The dealer yelled from the other room. Do you want us to skip you this round? It truly hit me how different our lives were in that moment. By the way, Angela later texted me that she was fine and everything, and that everything was, she was experiencing was totally normal. Uh, anyway, so there's there's examples, right? Like you know, just the the, the behind the scenes stories they have of the show and lots of lots of of uh, pictures in color and all that, and uh, and um, and they talk about like the last table read. They talk about um, you know looking at other at other headings. Um, oh, here we go. Um, you know, the women of Dunder Mifflin. And so they talk about their, their other friends on the show and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, and of course, the, uh, the, the poll quotes on the back, you know, you got Steve Carell. I don't know if you heard of him. Um, heard of him. Uh, heard yeah, of him. Mindy Kaling, uh, BJ Novak, Kate Flannery and, and Phyllis Smith do a, um, a combined one. Uh, Retta gets to, uh, to t- uh, check in. And uh, Jennifer Keishing Armstrong, author of Seinfeldia and When Women Invented Television, uh, also gives a poll quote. And uh, it's delightful. I, I, I'm not through it yet, but I'm kind of like, you know, you know, working my way through it as I work through the seasons. And uh, it is a fantastic uh, addition to it. And, and also, like I've listened to their show, it goes into a lot of places that the show does not go into. So it's been a lot of fun it's not like you know it's not like kevin smith book where he's like man i did a bunch of podcasts i'm just gonna take uh chat transcripts of them and uh and and put it out with the cover um yeah, yeah. so anyway uh a fun read and i've uh I've, en- I've enjoyed the heck out of it so far and i look forward to enjoying it more that's excellent sir yeah love it bravo i i have listen to a few of their podcasts yeah episodes i um i have not gone down a a a, a book rabbit hole yet in from anybody associated with the show but um liked what i heard from what the two of them are doing um they do, a good, a, they do a good job of balancing like of balancing the nostalgia side of it with like you know actual memories of what was going on behind the yeah. scenes yeah. Well, and I love the way that they bring in somebody like for each episode where it's like, no, we need to talk to this person about what happened. Absolutely. You know, yeah. They yeah. are they are absolutely leveraging their relationships with the rest of the cast. And they do such a great job of it. And it's delightful. They I think really the last do. the last the last time where where I made where I mentioned the show was a pop of the week um was back when they just talked about how um you know they would bring a guest star in. And the guest star would be sitting up there with uh, with Jenna Fisher, 
you know, because she was at the, it was an actual office and she was at the reception desk. So they would kind of sit there as though she was the receptionist and, uh, and, and just sort of what a weird dynamic that was uh, for her. And of course, you know, she and Angela, Angela's character weren't exactly close on the show, yes. but yeah. in between takes, they were at each other's desks, you know, uh, you know, you know, doing their thing. And like every, you know, like when you get into the, uh, I mentioned those pull quotes, right? Um, um, you know, one of the things that Kate Flannery and Phyllis Smith talk about, that is Meredith and uh, Phyllis. Yep. And they, they gave her the Tony Danza thing. Um, we were all lucky to be on a hit show for nine seasons, but Jenna and Angela were even luckier because they found lifelong friendship too. That's what the office BFFs and their hit podcast office ladies is all about. Consider this book approved by the OG party planning committee. <laughs> um, and, and it, it is, uh, and even, um, uh, Mindy Kaling says, if you like the office and even if you don't, but seriously, why don't you rude? Uh, you'll love this endearing book from my pals, Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey. They share how their friendship carried them through the ups and downs of their professional lives, personal lives, moments of heartache and moments of joy. The office BFFs is a celebration of the show, but also a celebration of the power of female friendship. And uh, so there you, there you go. Anyway. Hey, That's excellent. And yeah. there's, uh, there's another one coming up. Uh, Tom Welling and uh, uh, Michael Rosenbaum. Yeah, yeah. Um, are, are re-watching Smallville. Uh, I've, I've, episode. I've seen that had to be coming because um, he has on, on um, Rosenbaum on his show uh, Inside of You has had um, Welling on numerous times. And one of the things, that, and they, they actually started like their own wine brand. And uh, so I figured something like this was bound to happen at some point yeah. and I can't wait. Yeah, I think it looks great. It's, it's been, it's been 20, I'm, it's been like 22 years. Like yeah, great. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to look at that series again. And uh, I will, I'm, I'm in for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So expect me to probably talk about that again a few times. I, I look the, forward to it. Ahead. I look forward to it. That's yeah. awesome. All right, folks. Uh, you uh, may also have a show that you're rewatching that you want to write about or start a podcast about it and tell us all about it. Uh, you can reach us at pop and crap at gmail.com. You can head over to our Facebook page, pop uh, facebook.com slash pop and crap, where you can tell us all about it. Um, you can tweet at us at Pop and Crap. That's P-O-P-N-C-R-A-P. Uh, we are also available to you uh, if you head over to our website, popandcrap.com, where you can leave a comment on this or any episode. Scott? And let's be honest, life is just a series of awkward lactation stories, but everything else is just Pop and Crap. Son, you gotta work late.